All right. Well, shit. Let's get going. This is shit. Gonna, this is going to be good. So, okay. Yeah. Fly. It's just. Yeah. This will just be fun. Mm-hmm. No. no. Hey, Jilly, this is going to be fun. Yeah. It's okay? going to be a good time. You will enjoy this. Exactly. That's what I'm trying get to say. Ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I'm strapped mm-hmm. in. I'm strapped in. You Bye. haven't thus far. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to the 500 Greatest Films Podcast. I'm Hector Navarro. Sitting across from me is my best friend since kindergarten, oh not my really. God. <laughs> it's uh, my good buddy, Keller Knobloch. Say hi, Keller. Hi. And uh, you want to try that again, bud? Hi. There we go. How was that? Was that better? Hello. <laughs> much better. Uh, just up front, I apologize. This is the first time this is going to be happening in 10 years, but Hector, one of us fine. is sick, and I feel- You have to guess which I one. sound one of us. You have to guess who's sick. It's me. Uh, Come on, I, dude. I feel like I sound. I just sick. set up a game. So just got to mention it up at the top. I apologize, and you know, and I'm supposed to say that at the very end. Cough. That way, yeah. people listen until mm. the very end. True. They want to know what's happening. Yeah, exactly. They want to know who's what's sick. Happening. Yeah, we've got a very special guest today. <laughs> Our guest today is a writer, comedian, mobile game writer, yeah. uh, who's got her next book coming out soon. Yes, on May 29th. May 20th. Ooh. That's very soon. That's real soon. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Right, right around the corner. Your next choose your own choose your own misery misery yeah. book. That's right. I was going to say choose your own dot dot dot, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, choose your own misery book. Uh, our guest is Jilly Gagnon. Thank you so much for being here today, Jilly. Thanks for having me. Thank of you for course. watching the movie that we watched today. Now, just also before we get to Keller's part, okay. Thank you. Run me run 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 by me like how that doesn't make any sense. Run this story by me. How did uh, Keller loop you into talking about this specific movie today? Did he send you a list of movies, or was he just like, "How about this"? Uh, no, he sent me a list of movies that were like coming soonish. So, yeah, uh, and basically the next year. Yeah, but I was kind of like, I I would love to see how this aged. That was my thought. Yeah. this one I've seen mm. it before, so I have a reference point, whereas some of them would be going cold. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, having seen it before, I wanted to know how it aged. Is her mic on? Is it on? Is it plugged in? Because it sounds... It Is my mic on? Should there we be. go. How Maybe about let's now? Let's try turning your... How about now? ...up a little more. Turn me up. Turn me up. That's perfect. Okay. That's it right there. Okay. There it is right there. That was weird. Okay. I'm really sorry. That's okay. Um, cool. Let's... Uh, let's... Uh, Leave that in. Huh? Leave that in. I'll just leave it in. Whatever. Behind the scenes. Who cares? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Back the curtain. This is real podcast. <laughs> exactly. Guys, so this I'm, is life on the streets. I was also really, really curious about how this movie aged. And the movie we're talking about is Keller hit us with that Brit guy voice giving us the blurb from the magazine, Empire Magazine, list of 500 greatest films of all time from 2008. Hit us with it. No pressure. Number 487. Super bad. <laughs> 2007. Director Greg Matola. This coming of age tale from the Judd Apatow School of Comedy succeeds by genuinely caring for its lovable loser heroes. Doesn't stop it from hilariously putting the pet through the ringer, though. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty good. Um pretty good summary. I Thanks. Like that. That's pretty yeah. good. Um, I summarized it. So first question, Jilly, how did the movie Superbad age for you? Came out in 2007. We're watching it in 2018, 11 years later. How did it age? Good? Bad? Superbad? I, I don't know. Superbad. Bad in the way I expected. Yes. Where like, the jokes and the ethos and all of it is... Um, I mean, we're past me too now. Thank God. Like, yeah. I feel like you look at this and you're like, Jesus, no wonder everyone has these stories because mm-hmm. you inculcate high schoolers with this idea of 
just get them drunk enough to sleep with you. And the fact that yeah. it doesn't all come off that way doesn't really yeah. undo the whole premise of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And then, of course, like a ton of just throwaway gay jokes, like mm-hmm. everybody who sucks is a pussy or a bitch, like mm-hmm. things like that, where it's like, oh, God, man, this is. Bros in high school in 2007. We get some perspective of some of the female characters of some of the girls in high school and some of the, I guess the adult moms and teachers or whatever, but like not nearly enough. And are they realistic perspectives? Yeah. Yeah. They're not very dimensional. I think think that Judd Apatow in general, his movies, the women aren't that dimensional. I'll give you that. So Mm -hmm. I'll give you that. We were talking about his, his, because Judd Apatow is a producer on this. This was directed by Greg Matola, who then later did, what else did he do? He didn't do. I don't even remember. He did not do Zombieland. He did not do it? That was somebody else, I think. Zombieland's funny. Yeah, it is funny. Also with Emma Stone. But um, I forget what else he did. He recently, Greg Matola just did another movie. Yeah, go ahead and look it up. But like, we're, we're, this feels like an Apatow movie. Yes. And Apatow, and we're t- discussing his career. Like, he started in Freaks and Geeks. Even before that, he did Heavyweights. Remember Heavyweights with oh, Ben Stiller? Yeah. That was him. That was John Apatow. Was great. <laughs> directed Heavyweights, yeah, which I think That's was a was it awesome. made for TV or was it still just like a lower tier? I don't know. Tier? I think it might have been lower tier. But like, but it's on Disney's channel re- all the time. I think time. it was released. Released I think in it theaters. was theater release. But in any case, you can track some of Judd Apatow's uh, um, formula all the way back to some of those earlier projects and even up to now, some of it, which I think is like, like crass, crude, gross, but still has a heart in there or tries to have a heart. Yeah. Yeah. And some projects of his have more of that than others. Then he also just does like, um, I never even hit that thing. Then he also just does a straight up spoof like Dewey Cox. Walk hard. That's a very funny movie. Dewey Cox story or whatever. That's one of the better musical or like better spoof. Very good spoof. Like if you're doing a genre spoof, mm-hmm. that's one of the better Very ones. good spoof. No spoof. No heart. Hits all the that's hits. that's not what that Doesn't need to be. Doesn't need to no. be. No. Um, but um, outside of the super, because he didn't direct it, what would you guys, say your guys' favorite Judd Apatow thing is? TV show or movie? Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks, okay. hands down. Pretty I have easily. yet to see all of Freaks and Geeks. I've, I've got it. Pieces. You should watch pieces. it. I know. It's and on it's Netflix. on Netflix. And it's yeah. on my queue, man. I know. With I, it, need, I do need Where to. Where have you been? I do need to do and that. And weirdly, he seems to understand women at that point. So sure. I don't understand why. Because Linda Cardinelli is the character. <gasps> she's, she's the character. Again, we're going to say Phillips Paul Fig. is given like a ton of sympathy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of dimensionality in that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I don't know why it yeah. stopped. <laughs> Paul Fig. Paul Fig. <laughs> Might be right. Puffing? Paul Fig. Paul Fig, who oh, later yeah. Did. Yeah. did. Yeah, I thought you said puffing. I was like, puffing. That too. They were just straight. He was like. He's just puffing too much. Yeah. Later on. It's like a drug that I never heard about because I wasn't cool. Yeah, you got to get the puffing, dude. <laughs> Seriously, um, I would say my my favorite is probably a tie between either Knocked Up or Forty Year Old Virgin. And Knocked Up does definitely have the um, the the female character is not fully fleshed out. I love Catherine Keener in Forty Year Old Virgin. I, I do like too. that character more than mm-hmm. uh, uh, Catherine, Catherine Heigl. Heigl. Yeah, Catherine Heigl. For, which was just like tough to to um, to 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 buy that that's like a real. Her for a bunch of different reasons, like mm-hmm. the fact that she even hooks up with Seth Rogen in the first place, which is all messed up to which say. Which is already but, supposed to be the whole yeah. thing about the movie, though. Right, so right. Like, she would never. But that's such a common trope in comedy is to have like the schlubby guy hook right. up with like a gorgeous woman. And it but just, who's also know. super uptight and a career woman. And right. And that's yeah. Yeah, because she has like that. a good career and all of that. She's uptight, mm-hmm. obviously. Right. Right. Like, yeah. But the thing she I... Needs cured. I love about Knocked Up is the um, Paul Rudd, uh, Leslie Mann 
character marriage thing, which is just based off of, of uh, Apatow and Leslie Mann, I mm-hmm. think, a little bit. And I also really like how, to me, the message of that movie is get your shit together and learn what's important versus what's not. And at the end, the dude, quote unquote, makes sacrifices, Seth Rogen's character, but not really. It's just him getting his shit together and like gets a job. And, you know, I love the moment where he's just at the very end, just driving super slow in the car because his newborn babies in the back. I'm like, okay, great. That yeah. at least I saw a character mm-hmm. something, you know, he's still him, but he still took responsibility. So I like that. And there's shades of that in super bad, but I don't know if it's as important, you know, to, um, Cause it's cause it's it 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 is still really gross. It's really gross, and then like <laughs> but, uh, even at one point you're like, see, he's insecure. But it's yeah. like, how and many therefore, fucking insecure dudes mm-hmm. think they're entitled to whatever? Exactly, think they're entitled. And does yeah. the movie do a good enough job of showing us that uh, Jonah Hill's character was wrong all along? And throughout the movie, he, you know, we get these hints that he's insecure, and then he has to have uh, Michael Sarah's character tell him at the end, like, just I'm just going to talk to her and tell her how I feel. And that's essentially how the movie ends: is like these two guys going and talking to these young women that they like and have crushes on. And the movie tells us they're probably going to end up with these women, and and they're, you know, like this yeah. is what they should have done all along. That night was crazy. They made a bunch of mistakes. They were misinformed. Does the movie do a good enough job of showing that? I feel like every kid who saw Saw this movie, yeah. missed that point. <laughs> Probably <laughs> they're just like, ha ha, Superbad's fucking hilarious, yeah. dude, and yeah, then maybe. skip the last ten <sighs> minutes. And also, the very very end, he still makes a dick joke to his friend up the escalator. True. So oh it yeah, ends on him being yep. exactly the same person. Yeah, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like, That's if he point. progresses, he does not progress that far. If he progresses, it's in the sequel, which is set in college, which we haven't seen. Hey, that's Wait, the end of the episode. <laughs> no, it is the end of the episode. Yeah. Let's do it now. Let's do it at the beginning. Okay, pitch it. What's pitch, the sequel? P- what's the sequel? Jilly, what's the sequel to Superbad? This set is your in job, college. but okay, you can what pawn happens? it off on our guests. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, what happens in yeah. college? Uh, yeah. One of them is there when a friend roofies a chick, and at the end, like, manages to not let him do it. Like, okay. I, I feel as though the only version of this that goes <laughs> further is that they're like, oh, right. Actual rape is a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've been talking shit this whole time, and while we were in high school, and but the whole like, but there'll be there have to be a re, uh, uh, realization of one of the characters or both that go that, that that has to be something like we were only ever talking bullshit. We never actually believed the kind of stuff we were saying. So, that's right. what the so, that's what the yeah. next one is. Yeah, is them realizing that. Because when you're a freshman, it's all mm-hmm. in college. It's mm-hmm. back to the bottom anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel as though actually the sequel bravado was just like doesn't Animal mean House. anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a Twenty One Jump Street slash Animal. Yeah, <laughs> except cut out the part where they're cops, and it's just actually them in high school. Yeah, yeah probably. All right. Yeah, I was thinking that while I was watching the movie. I was like, I Michael wonder Sarah if Channing Tatum. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, <laughs> same thing. Michael Sarah just starts working out exactly. and becomes. Oh my Taylor. god, I'm fucking pumped for Magic Mike X X X X X X with a sequel to with Michael Sarah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jonah he Hill. was he was a uh, really good. Julie, did you have a favorite character or actor in the film? Uh Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Like, yeah, hands down. Yep. Just yep. it's Bill Hader and Michael Sarah for me. Yeah, yeah Michael Sarah is great too, and he's like we were saying, he's so well cast for this guy, like. His awkwardness reactions are used to really great effect. Just all in his face, yeah. or just like him, like looking around and then swallowing, <laughs> is it's great. He's a very actor. good, like it's nervous uh, physical actor. 
The yes. scene where he is with Becca and she's very drunk and then she says, <laughs> excuse me, she says, I'm so wet. And he goes, remember what he says? He goes, <laughs> oh, that's what they said was going to happen in health class. Like, <laughs> so it's like the only way to. Um, yeah, that's like the only yeah. out in that, that situation. He's exactly. like, uh, okay, how do I? Uh. <laughs> yeah, because he's not a sexy guy. Like he's, you know, he's not equipped to. What's the opposite thing mm-hmm. I should say right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I think the opposite thing would be the thing that McLovin says, which is, "I've got a boner." Like that. <laughs> the way he says it. <laughs> so perfect. Um, did you guys ever see the movie Observe and Report? No, Which I've seen Rogan. the Aziz Ansari Chick Fil A scene, and that's it. Oh my god, that's he's, all I've he's seen. in that. I forgot. Yeah, that. Observe and Report. It's Seth Rogen. Michael Pena is like his partner, and he's playing a character, and he's hilarious. But it is a rated R movie about an inept, horrible, horrible like mall security cop. It's like a dark version. Like of he's a Paul horrible Art. person. Yes, okay. he's a horrible person, and um, Anna Faris is in it. And there's a joke in there that like is so horrible. But the but in the film they do the only thing that could have made it okay yeah. for it to not be because what happens is I'll, I'll I'll give you this spoiler because if you guys do ever see it I when I saw it I thought it was like pick it up in a four dollar bin super, yeah like I thought it was very funny very shocking it tries to push it the whole movie. It, it, think of something like Bad Santa, but even pushing it further. Would you just okay. like this miserable guy? Like, okay, this is what the movie's going to be about. At one point, this small security guy, um, like, is at a restaurant with the Anna Faris character, who's like his love interest, and they're both kind of getting drunk. And then it cuts to her asleep on a bed as he's essentially <laughs> date raping her. Uh, he's oh on, my God. He, and it cuts to that, and it holds for a second, and then he stops, and then she, while with her eyes closed. Her character goes like, don't fucking stop. What are you doing? Keep going. Keep going. And it's like, it's like this relief. It's like the only thing they could have done Ooh. for that moment to make it like, because she, her character is also like kind of an awful person. That's sort of the joke is that they're these both awful people. They kind of find each other. But it just, that made me uncomfortable saying that out loud. Just Yeah. Now. yeah. That, we both went. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're like, uh-huh. I know what's We sucked there. all of the air out of the room just now. That's what that movie is. And there are moments of that. I don't like this that. movie. Yeah. Um, it's playing... Ugh, it was uh, it, rape the, and harassment the, and assault as a joke. Yes, yeah, it is, and and that's awful. But the thing, I think, the reason I remember that so much is because it was such a the re- way they flipped it's it. Such a they flipped it, and it was such a relieving laugh for me because sometimes you laugh be- as a as a as a sense of relief. Well, it's like when they great, they give you the laugh uh, in a horror movie. Yeah, it's the way just to it's a, such a big air. laugh. Yeah, it's a big laugh. You yeah. know, because you the whole time you're sitting there tense, and there have been moments watching Superbad where like it's awkward, and we were like, oh my god, this is so awkward to watch. We're like in our <laughs> late 20s early 30s like this is i was getting tense like in the company of men tense though yeah yeah like uh Mm -hmm. we watched in the company of men and the entire time was us just going (laughs) it's the entire movie it's disgusting it is yeah yeah, this is like not near as bad but it's just awkward it's that awkward with awkward yeah Yeah. but like in the company of men is those characters if there's never any change Mm -hmm. and they grow up to be businessmen that's true yeah, and it gets and they and it's like worse and worse and worse. Yeah, and if and if the Jonah Hill character works out like crazy and becomes this good looking Aaron Eckhart guy and to then turn it around, to, to, yeah, to then become like this alpha male yeah. asshole. That's what that would be. Yeah, but um, like Tom man, Cruise and Magnolia. But some of those moments of awkward and super bad are so funny because it's so awkward and because a character will say a line that's just like this. Oh my god, hey, these yeah. kids! Like what? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. 
Keller, did you have a favorite character or actor? Uh, Michael Sarah and Bill Hader. Mm-hmm. Those two, but probably Michael Sarah, just because yeah. his reactions are so funny. Yeah, he does. His it. little subtle stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like Bill Hader like commits mm-hmm. in that role so mm-hmm. much. Like, especially like at the end when he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> we were friends. We were best we friends. Were, <laughs> why did you run away? <laughs> you guys laugh so much when McLovin asks, uh, can we shoot at it? And then he goes, I don't know, can you? And he hands him the gun, and then it cuts to, like, the over the shoulder, and McLovin's looking at the gun, and then Bill Hader just looks at him and just kind of, like, nods his head while smiling. You guys laugh so much at that. It was, it was a silent moment. Just like how... Because he commits. He does. He commits, and I don't, I don't know. Like, I just... I love Bill Hader in almost anything. You I guys should watch Barry. <gasps> What's Barry? It's a new show he's got oh, for HBO. Show. Yeah, I do yeah. want to watch that. It's great. It looks mm-hmm. awesome. It is. He's um, great. He's he great. Is. He's just really lovely. And mm-hmm. he's my favorite partly just because him. It's yeah. True. And he's yeah. so funny in this movie. Yeah. And his character's not all the way awful the way other characters are. Yeah. So, he's even better than Seth Rogen's character. Yes, he is. He seems but like they're still like... They're, they're like, terrible <laughs> cops. Yeah. Get down on the ground! Yeah. <laughs> Spread just, them. Oh, that was... Abusing their power constantly. Ten years later, to watch a cop character like just pull his gun on high school students, I was like, "Oh, I've seen this in the news. Like this, this is now a different. That is like watching movies where cops are good guys. Now is like even old eighties movies. Like Mm -hmm. I have a hard time with Lethal Weapon now. Mm -hmm. It's like Mm -hmm. these are police officers, especially like renegade cops that like break the law, break the rules. Oh yeah, like we were always rooting uh, for. Now we're like, stop, hey guys, no, that is against the law. You You need to read them their rights, and you need to wait until you have a warrant. (laughs) Murtaugh and Riggs never have body cams. Like, this freaks no. me out. That, um, They're detectives. Detectives that's don't true. body right. cams. That's fair enough. I haven't watched more. Um, I thought Emma Stone, Stone was good. I remember this was her she was good. first major movie role. Also, Michael Sarah singing is one of my favorite. Uh, that might be my favorite part in the movie. That was excellent. <laughs> Just doesn't say any of the words. He commits so much in that part, too. He does, yeah. That's some the good nervous The room full of cokeheads is also excellently done. Singing along. Singing along. <laughs> I mean, I feel as though that's an accurate one version of how that could play out. Like, you should yeah. get really deep into whatever is happening in front of you. Speaking of And you accuracy, get mad if it doesn't happen. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. seems to be the case. They're like, no, you're going to sing us a song. Yeah. This yep. is, we have committed to this in our minds. Oh, you know, these like, cokeheads will you, kill me. You call yeah. me a liar? You call me a liar? Yeah. Let's talk about the accuracy for a second, because we were sort of discussing this throughout watching it as well. Is it accurate to your high school experience? Yes or no? Uh, like I've seen dudes talking like that. Yes. Yep. I yes. agree with that. A hundred percent. See, uh, this is weird for me because like as a girl, like yeah. this is nothing like my first well, high yeah. school experience. But. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to think of what like the female equivalent. Or if you could have one. I don't think Or if can. they're, yeah. Mm. I mean, like even we were saying at the end, like you have all of these dick pics, like, like yeah. literal like drawings of dick I feel like the, the closest thing, and it's still not high school, but like Broad City. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After college or in college yeah. years. Yeah, I give you that. But you only that. can have it with like adult women making True. certain kind of choices. Yeah. Like girls aren't allowed to just be really messy. And I was trying or to think about like it. Or if like high school girls started making a movie just full of sex jokes. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, at the end of it, you'd be afraid for them. So like. Mm-hmm. I was already afraid movie, for them at the end of this movie. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. You watch this movie and it's tense and you're like nervous. And partly because you're an adult now and you're like, oh my God, what are these people high doing? High school students. High what are these children the doing? Yeah. Like, but if you did it with women, it'd be like, oh God, like what's going it would be a horror movie. Yeah. It would yeah. be a, like, it would not be a funny movie at all. Exactly. If two high only... school age girls were like, we got to get laid at this party tonight, we would be watching. Well, what's like, that uh, Aubrey Plaza movie? The to-do list. 
Oh. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I that's like that a either. I think a high school movie where she is like having to do like a sexual to do list. Oh, that's right. So <laughs> I, I haven't aggressive. seen that, and concept? I haven't seen uh, what was the other one? Easy A. I didn't see that one. Easy A is great. Okay, is I that seen that's that uh, Stone? And that's she, not no. And she gets it's like the Scarlet. You letter. should see. Like you she, guys should all see Easy A. Oh, well, I, I should. Okay. Stanley I should. Tucci is the dad, and he's amazing. I, love, I do love Stanley Tucci. I love Stanley yeah. Tucci. I love the Tucci. I can't remember who plays the wife. But, but like the premise amazing. of that movie is that Emma Stone, somebody spreads a rumor about her that she has had sex. So then she like takes it upon herself or something like and wears it like a scarlet letter. Right. That's the premise of that. film. Basically, like, okay. yeah. Someone said, if you say you had sex with me, I'll give you money or something. Oh, got it. And, and then she's like, she's okay. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it becomes a thing to everybody thinks she actually was. And so she just starts wearing an A and it's like a modern scarlet letter. And it's actually mm-hmm. pretty smart and funny. Cool. All That's right. good. Everybody but watch it. I would I would agree with that. I think that like the whole premise of the film of these guys lying to get beer to try to go underage, you know, go get alcohol, which again was stressing us out because we can just go easily get beer. True. Yeah. But we, you know, I was like, I don't think we remember how desperate I remember. All s- the dumb, uh, yeah. like high Choices. school, like, oh, now this happened. So I obviously have to do this. Yeah. It's right. like the dumbest thing. Well, like the entire McLovin sequence in the liquor store where mm-hmm. he's like the, the choices he's making. You're like, oh my God, I would have done that in high school. I would have just been like, well, maybe they need to see my ID. So now I have to pretend my name is in fact McLovin. Exactly. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. committed. He's insane. In a liquor store. Yep. Yeah. Should have worn the vest. Uh, so the other thing I was thinking of too was that Mean Girls reminded me of Superbad in that they both feature high school age characters that kind of are like well rounded, meaning like they're funny, they're smart. Smart. Do you know what I mean? They're like yeah. on their way out of high school and the high school work itself isn't really that much of a priority so much as like their social standing and then just kind of prepping for the next stage of their life. I so that's like what that reminded me of a little bit. Mean Girls. Judd Apatow and like this movie, like they're pretty good at like actual realistic dialogue. Yes. Yeah. The dialogue is very I buy accurate. most of, even in Judd Apatow's movies, mm-hmm. it's like, this mm-hmm. sounds like a conversation rather than, mm-hmm. but I bet a lot of it's improvised even. I don't know yeah. much between Could be. Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah. The perfect example is the beginning where Jonah Hill calls Michael Sarah when he goes to pick him up and like starts talking about what porn he's going to yeah. order and it's so gross but then and you're thinking like why would Michael Sarah hang out with this guy and then Michael Sarah like throws zingers right back at him you know and it's and it's like I believe it that's guys bullshitting in high school that seems like friends because he says a joke about his mom and then he goes well you know you sucked your dad's dick or whatever yeah, like yeah, yeah. and then it just cuts to the next scene and I'm like okay I guess that's why Michael Sarah hangs out with this guy because at first you're like, why They've would been they... friends since they were eight also. They've been friends since they were eight. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. the other thing about it. Like it, it is a very <laughs> accurate high school movie in that, like some of the relationships and how they play out. But then mm-hmm. what we were saying too is like the politics of high school don't seem to play in there at aren't any. all. Let's talk about that a little bit. Like The weird like, kid who hawks a loogie on him is like, hey, I'm having a party. And then <laughs> later on, this kid is the weirdest like ponytail, mm-hmm. but like even like a... Lord Elrond ponytail (laughs) 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 with these weird glasses and just hocks a loogie on him. And then later on, Emma Stone's like, Hey, you going to Elrond's party later? Mm -hmm. And it's like, what? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why are you going? But why why like, would anyone be going? But then if, if he were the kid who had rich said, parents, rich parents, zero parental supervision, where it's like, I am this way because can get booze or whatever can get booze. Like, mm-hmm. okay, people would all go. But like, then he would not have like the social standing to be, hey, loser, don't come to my party. Like, yeah, right, one unless it's other. Jonah Hill, though, unless it's like, <laughs> yeah, maybe they're both 
total dorks. They're both low on the totem pole. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Maybe. It could be. And if you're going to bully someone, it's probably that kid has probably bullied Jonah Hill's character since they were eight years old. It's probably yeah. been that dynamic the, the entire time. Way, we see Dave Franco run by, and then Jonah Hill's like, hey, why don't you go pee your pants again? He's like, that was eight years ago. And he's like, people never forget. And that was, that rings true. Fact. That is, yeah. <laughs> you, right now, if you're listening to this, you're thinking about the kid in your elementary school who peed his pants, yep. who then went to your same high school, and that's what you thought of him always. I can't remember that because I blocked it out because I was that child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just remembering the kid who threw up on the petting zoo fox instead. Oh, yeah, no. and ruined it for me because I was on behind him. Fox? On the fox? On the fox, and then I couldn't pet the petting zoo fox because he ruined it for everyone. Yeah. I was really angry with him for like, you know, another 12 years. I was oh, there's a kid who vomited on the fox. That's yeah. way worse than paying your pants. Uh, I'm not even going to say his name because maybe he'll know. Say it. Let's say, say it. it. Well, I mean, his name's Chris. Chris? Chris. Yeah. Fuck what the you, Chris. fuck you got against foxes? Hope you get Seriously. your shit together, Chris. I hope Someone you got is really it. team copper. Together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> that was a fox and the hound joke. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have a, um, a buddy who threw up on our roommate snake, but that, oh, was, yeah. like, but that was like college party, like not, not col- even, not, no, that's like all after, adults party. Adults, that was adults. That's true. Yeah. Adults at 23 or adults at like 30? Adults at like 25. Yeah. It's not yeah. really adults, right? Yeah, it's not. It's true. It's, it's like a twenties. You can throw up on a snake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a great, I we just had a terrarium. Is that what you call it? When a snake's <laughs> in it? Mm-hmm. Uh, An aquarium with no water. Yeah. Yeah. Just in our living room, man, to... No, so no, wait, did he throw up into the terrarium or just like holding the snake? There's a in screen on top of the terrarium. <laughs> just threw up on that screen. And our mistake was that. Uh, and it rained vomit on a snake. <gasps> to to remove the snake. Taquito. To remove taquito. little Taquito out of the living room, which where we were going to be dancing and having a party. And we put on an improv show. And set we, it on the toilet. We moved him upstairs on a, on a little hallway, but that was the hallway that had the line to the bathroom. Oh, so that was our mistake. Yeah. And then our buddy, who is now a married father... Like threw up on the snake and then passed out in our front lawn, which was just made up of rocks. And somebody took a picture, and it's awesome. I love telling that story. Like a bed of rocks. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's our outside. We had a bed of rocks. Just a bed of rocks. It's very. I'll never forget. One of his friends took a picture and wake up with a chalk-covered face. Posted it with like (laughs) turned down for what? And (laughs) good times. Good times. Um, Snake though. I feel bad for Takeda. Yeah, Yeah, he's off life already. He's alive. He or she. We never determine the gender. They are alive. They're alive. They're alive. They're yeah. They are. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Um, I haven't checked in. I. This this was a really interesting rewatch for Takeda. me. Yeah, we should. I actually, you know, what, I'm gonna text, text Marina, Marina right now. Marina, yeah. guest on Jailhouse Rock. Yeah, uh, I'm text her right now. Yeah, okay. find out how Takeda's doing. I will do that. Um, <laughs> this was a, an interesting rewatch for me because I have, I do have a love for this film. Hey, how's Takeda? Finish this up. Hey, how's Takeda? And we'll find out. Love you, bye. I do now you will stay till the end of the episode because we well, need exactly. to know about Exactly. You taquito. need to know how Taquito is. You ruined who is sick, but now we need to know about the <laughs> If he was sick Thanks, on Julie. Taquito. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you redeemed yourself, much, I, much like the friendships you, in this movie. <laughs> kind you of. You redeemed yourself. Yeah. A little. A you little. have redeemed yourself. <laughs> I do love, I have a soft spot in my heart for this film. I do love this movie. I remember really liking it when it came out, thinking it was super funny, but also... That, that heart right at the end, mainly the scene with the sleeping bags, like it hit for me. And I still really like that scene. And I was telling you guys earlier too, it did help me when I watched it. I was two years out of high school by then. I was in college. Mm-hmm. It still helped me like it either taught me or cemented in me the idea that like I can tell my male friends I love them and that sh- it's not a big deal. And, that's, and that has to do with toxic masculinity. And this movie is full of it. And so for me, there's that little shining beacon at the end. I also feel like this movie... 
I don't know. It does like it is toxic masculinity, oh, uh-huh. but also I feel like it's slightly addressing it. It does seem like it's very aware that this is a toxic, yeah, yes, scenario. Yes. Like just the toxic masculinity of the bravado in <laughs> high school dudes, right? Just like this, none, nothing any of you are saying means anything, right? And so you're just saying it. Because yeah, you think, think it, it sounds cool. Yeah, I don't think it goes to the level of like truly analyzing how that affects anyone other than the men. Especially, yeah, you know? definitely. Like that, right. I think that's the problem. That's with exactly yeah. the problem. But I got an update on taquito. How's taquito? Marina save it to the end. Marina, save it to the end. I will save, <laughs> save it to the, the end. end. I will save it to the end because you will not see this coming. Even I want to know how this ends. Okay. All right. Taquito is covered in vomit. <laughs> Become one of those two-headed snakes. <laughs> uh, the vomit's radioactive. Um, no, but I think you nailed it on the head just then, Jilly, and whatever you were saying, Keller, I guess as well. But it like, was really good. Also you. The, yeah. the movie does kind of address it, and that's probably why I like it. I also think that it, it's, it lives in a hyper-realistic world. It's a movie that was conceived as a movie by Seth Rogen and his writing partner and friend Evan Goldberg from when they were kids when they were 13 which I think is impressive of like damn they really they did it like they had an idea for a film and it is a very funny movie yes has very funny parts it also I mean you can I guess the the upside of conceiving that movie when you're 13 is Mm -hmm. that the actual experience of being in high school I didn't realize how much I'd forgotten what it feels like and Mm -hmm. they get it very they do much mm-hmm. on the head where it's like oh, other yeah. than the dynamic of like yes, popular uh, kids and exactly the stuff. popular kids I think they just removed it so that they could get the kids that they wanted to to the party exactly. that they wanted to yeah. have them at and have them all have nice endings but like it does feel <laughs> like high school which yeah. I don't know I write YA books partially and I'm like I don't think I got that <laughs> I don't remember that uh, so, yeah and all I, supporting characters are so good Yes, like Joel Atrulio mm-hmm. is so funny. Bill Hader so funny. Seth Rogen so funny. We didn't even talk about Christopher Mintz Plaz. He's he oh is yeah, McLovin. brilliant as as McLovin. It's his first movie. Yeah, and and you, he was like randomly discovered, right? I think so. And I remember one time I was in San Diego, just as a checkout clerk in that vest, and in, they're like in college. Get over here. In college, years. I snapped and pointed. You guys didn't see it. Must yeah, I that's saw it. that's how they got him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's from San Diego or something. Like he he auditioned up in L.A. or whatever. Because I remember I, I'm from San Diego. Went to college in San Diego. While I was down there, it must have been within Brag. within a year of this movie coming out. <laughs> dude was at a bar, and my friends and I were there, and everybody every like everybody knew Christopher Mintz Plaz was at this bar. There's like this like this bar that's like the pool table bar, or whatever. Um, and he seemed very nice, and but like super living it up, and way better looking and better dressed than his movie. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I where, stood I, behind him in line in a like, craft service yeah. line at Warp Tour, and uh, he was living the dream. He's Everybody was the, freaking the, the fuck out about Nick. He's Levin. in the dream. Seems super nice, but also like he's in Super. Yeah, is he? That's right. He no, was. he's in Kickass. Kick-ass Just kidding. Is what it was? He yeah. plays a superhero. Some bullshit. He plays the motherfucker. Yeah, the motherfucker too. But he's in also. In I love that movie because it's just like the motherfucker. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, but this was an interesting rewatch for me because I now realize like I still like this movie. I plan to hold on to it forever. If I ever show it to, if I have kids one day and show it to kids. Mm. It's it's not just going to be like oh this movie's funny. It's now going to be oh this movie's funny. We're going to follow this up with a conversation. Yeah, that's right. the dif- that's the difference now. Ten years later, as I'm watching it, that I'm like okay. Well, I what think- do you show them right after? 
like Madeline Albright accepting something. <laughs> <laughs> an acceptance speech of mine. <laughs> right afterwards, I have I got an answer. I'd show them right after. There's a documentary I watched. It is about masculinity, and it's called The Mask You Live In. Mm-hmm. And and it's the effects you live in. It's effects on boys and girls, men and women, growing up. And uh, all that that entails. And it was fascinating and super, like, it just puts everything into this perspective that um, that's what you do. You pop that in after to be like, okay, we all had a good time. But mm-hmm. watch this because a lot of what is in this movie, it, it even led those characters astray. That's why they fucked up because they had these warped ideas of what they thought they wanted to do. Or supposed to do. They're supposed, or to, supposed be. to be. Right. When it's the message of the movie, whether they lean into it enough or not, is you could have just talked to these women. Well, because this you know? movie was made after all the sex teen comedies. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is almost like even... After American Pie. American Can't Pie. Hardly not wait, another teen movie. Not another teen movie. But I'm talking like the raunchy ones. Mm-hmm. Porky's. Yeah. Revenge of the Nerds. All those things. I mean... But like the When 90s, you look back at those, they're like... Yeah, like the Road 90s. Trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Oh, God, I trip. forgot about Road Trip. All the American, all the Road Trip movies, all the American Pie movies, yeah. just the that brand of high school sex comedy, right? Which is which is awful. Yeah, which is but that's like, I feel like this is almost like a realistic take on that. It's like an answer to it. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But I mean, like, it does feel like we were all more or less within spitting distance of this age when this movie mm-hmm. came out. And it does feel like how people were like, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that is how people talk to each other. It's not, it's almost unfair to look back on it and be like, this is all of those gay of jokes would have meant nothing in exactly. 2007. Right. Like, of, of course it's all wrong. Yeah. But like it is reflecting what was an accurate, like this is how high school boys would have been mm-hmm. fact. Totally. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. how they were at my school. Like definitely mm-hmm. true. And, just like when Mean Girls came out, I remember thinking, oh, I want kids in middle school to see Mean Girls because at the end of that movie, everybody just becomes chill with each other and they do away with the sort of like backstabby. You Have know. you guys seen the trailer for Eighth Grade? No. no. It's Bo Burnham's movie that he wrote and directed oh, cool. about a girl who's in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. So that could be very interesting because oh, okay. yeah. watch the trailer for that. Comedian it, Bo Burnham? Yeah. The music, musical comedian? Like 25-year-old yeah. Bo Burnham? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Made this... I'm down. It but looks I, great, and it like I'm, nails the awkwardness. And I'm interested in that stuff, because I feel like this, coupled with Mean Girls, could be a great lesson for younger kids that aren't in high school yet to be like, check this out. This is what some high school might be. This is what some people think high school is, but it's not. You know? This and Mean Girls, at the end, it's like... More so Mean Girls. The characters just become cool with one another. And I remember that being a part of my high school experience, especially when I became a senior. When I was a freshman, there was a lot of pressure on everybody to do to be everything. Mm. By the time we got to senior status, I had friends that were cool. I had friends that were uncool. I had, you know, and it was, it, we were all kind of mini adults. Because nobody like, wanted to be there anymore. Yeah. And yeah. We, were all, like, we don't we were care about any of this Exactly. Anymore. And also- Except for the kids who, this is all they were going to have, so they cared about it deeply. They did. They did. But then, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what I remember. Remember. So, um, yeah. Was there was there a question to that? No. It was just like I, I I realized that I would. What's your point? I don't know. Whatever. There's. It's full of toxic masculinity. Still very funny, and also has a heightened reality because of the cops that come in and they're so incompetent that I'm like, this isn't even the real world. But then the again, cops are wildly incompetent, and I 100 <laughs> percent believe that there are once just a couple buddies. It's like, hey, let's go fucking go do the academy, sure. and then shoot shit. Sure. I was yeah. watching. The Wire, and mm-hmm. there is an episode where a cop, like, it's like, well, he shot his own car to make it seem like it got robbed. Yep. yep. And it's like, I 100% believe that 
it happens today. We see it in the news. And then in this movie, they're like, they, they, they bust up the car. So they go, let's just pretend like a, like a, a crackhead, a person on drugs mm-hmm. got it, went, got a hold of it and then they blow it up. But man, how fun was it to see them destroy that car and like, like throw a Molotov cocktail? Yeah, that was cathartic. Christmas oh. Plots, India clip, empty and clip into it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do that so bad. I want to drive a car recklessly. That's on my checklist. And you, what's on your checklist? You said oh, like Molotov throwing a cocktail. Molotov cocktail. Yeah, yeah, that would be amazing. And I want to drink laundry detergent beer. Yeah. No, you don't. I don't. Laundry no, detergent don't. beer? Just no. kidding. Tide Pod <laughs> Challenge is garbage people. It is. Just garbage. Yeah, I need just the Tide Challenge. <laughs> you just want the, like, a little bit of Tide in my beer challenge. Exactly. Like, you can have that happen I need right four now. loads of Tide. <laughs> Do you guys have a crazy story like that from high school like some crazy party like we said that high school was like my high school experience wasn't like this at Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. but i knew these people Mm. so i guess heard rumors and things circulating i was the worst in high school meaning i didn't do anything (laughs) you were the worst fodder for a high school movie is what you're saying yeah exactly (laughs) i wouldn't they would never make a movie about me i was true i I bet you your movie would make a great boy ladybird it wouldn't or a part of a boyhood no, it would be about a <laughs> kid who had way too much religious upbringing, going to too many high schools. That's see, I'm already enthralled. No, this is a bad movie. No, it's interesting. This I is like boring. It. I like it. I, I right. think it is. I think All it's right, let's make it. Too. I'm pumped boyhood about too. it. Boyhood yeah. 2. Yeah, they've been following me. Boyhood yeah. 2. <laughs> <laughs> the Reckoning. We'll just go <gasps> find kid actors that look like you. And then just lie to the audience and be like, yeah, we got, we got this footage. Yeah. Every year of his life, he didn't even know. Mm-hmm. He's dressed like he's in the 90s. It's a Truman Show. He's, he's the new Truman Show. Uh, how did you start guys... start that now. They should make a Truman Show, but they just start with mm-hmm. a guy that's like 20 years old. And it's like, guys, leave me alone. Yeah. That... Why can't I get out of here? <laughs> I, I, I would not be down with the ethics of doing that to a child. But yeah, 20-year-old, sure. That's fine. That, then that, that just becomes, I want them to like... That's Ed TV. That's not the Truman Show. That's Ed TV. That's Matthew McConaughey's movie, Ed TV. No, he's asleep, and mm-hmm. you just move him to an exact <laughs> a replica oh. of where he lives <laughs> and see how long it takes him to notice. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I would definitely want that. All right, that. let's do that. But he'd leave the house. No. Not if you, you build do like the enti- You do a Truman Show scale. Oh, shit. You get some guy who lives in some tiny-ass town, mm. and you just recreate that tiny-ass town and, and just and like sedate he, him somehow and if, make him wake up. If he's ever like, set. oh, I got to take, I gotta catch a flight, or I have to go do a drive to here, you have to find reasons. I'll to kill like, oh, no, dad no, on a do boat. That. Don't do that. Mm. Kill dad on a boat. Yeah, and then he's scared of water. I love the Truman Spoiler Show. Spoiler alert. That movie was ahead of its time. <laughs> it was. Peter Ware, he's great. Mm. That was a good movie. Directed I enjoyed Deadpool it as well. Society. It's really good. How did you feel about this rewatch, Jilly? Overall, would you... Because you enjoyed rec- it when you initially watched it. Would you I recommend did. it? I, it's, it's very weird for me because I don't like hate this movie now. Mm-hmm. And some of the jokes are still landing like super well. Yeah. Some of, I mean... They make Orson Welles jokes. They're going to they, yeah. do well. A high school kid making an Orson Welles joke is going to... That kid is going to like clean up in college, exactly, by the way. Exactly. Like, all he needs to do is one like seminar class and he's he, just... Mm, he keeps that Sanford and Son t-shirt. Yep. Yep. And the Richard Pryor t-shirt. Like they're going to nail yeah. it in college. Yeah. yeah. Um, nice. I feel as though if I wanted to recommend this, I would. it would have to be with like the caveats of like it is very of its moment. Like if you yeah. watch like 80s movies, you go back and you're like horrified with the shit that they got away with in yeah. like John Hughes movies like yeah. movies that were like this is cultures like yeah. pretty like pretty you know pretty in pink things like that where it's like I don't know it's, do you, it's supposed to be anodyne and it's like it's not do you have a movie that's close to your heart 
that you loved as a kid that you saw as an adult and you're like, oh shit. Oh, let me think about that for a minute. I have one. What is it? And it, and it, and I realized years later, it did kind of fuck me up as a man. It fucked me up to watch this movie because I bought into it and it was a movie Can't Hardly Wait that came out in 1999. Oh, I haven't seen that. That is a really good movie. I don't know if I want to watch it again now. You should. Yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt. I forget the lead guy's name. Ethan Embry. Ethan Embry. Ethan Embry. I was in love with him. Oh, he's the bass player Mm -hmm. in... That thing, that you, thing do. you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, TV player. in Empire Records. Seth, Mark. Seth Green is oh. in the film. Uh, Brecken Meyer. Uh, Donald Faison. Wasn't it like a scrubs. remake of an old movie? I don't think so. Okay, I'm very but wrong. But the, the premise was that Ethan Embry was in love <laughs> with Jennifer Love Hewitt because she's like a knockout in high school because she's the new kid. Is in love with her for four years and then just writes her a letter. Um, and then she, instead of like expressing his feelings and... And everybody's trying to hook up at this party, I guess. Yeah, there's it's like another, a big, it's a big part. It's like a house graduation party. Graduation party, I Graduation think. party. And there's some characters like Melissa Joan Hart's in it, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And she's like, will you sign my yearbook? So she's obsessed with like holding on to the memories. And Seth Green is like this white boy who's pretending to be black. Tell us who Seth Green is. You told us who Melissa Joan Hart is. Tell us who Seth Green is. Seth Green, uh, you know, from uh, Greg the Bunny. Thank is, you. Uh, is, um, he's <laughs> That's like, the reference <laughs> I don't know. I guess family guy. Oz. Airborne. Yeah, okay, Buffy. That's good. That's that's good. What? Airborne? Is that the is that like a Robot Chicken? Snowboarding movie? I think that's the one where they uh rollerblade. I think you're right. Anyway, yeah, Seth Green from, you know, uh Woody Allen's Radio Days. Whatever. He's in, <laughs> he's in a million billion things. Without like, a paddle. Oh, you know who he is? He's the son in Austin Powers. Thank you. There yes. you go. That's Scotty. the one. He's Scotty. Scotty. Yeah. Give us, give us a hug. No, you lazy-eyed freak. Yeah, never seen him. it. But they all have like little intersecting lives. Jesus. He I hasn't know. seen Austin Powers. And last year, or the year before, the we did every James Bond movie. So now he's ready. We can go. Oh yeah, now you're really ready. Yeah. I haven't even watched all the James Bond movies. You can. You, you can don't still need to do that. It. You don't need to. You that was that was a lot of. Yep. You kind of overcommitted on that. No yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. That was me deciding to do that. And Keller was like, "I'll come along for the ride." And I was yeah. like, "Cool." So cool, you're cool. doing it in our living room. There's twenty of What else am I doing? Yeah. Um, Don't do it, everybody. Some of them do not hold up. Some of them, do, some moments do. There's some some moments, sure, yeah. Sixties, <laughs> some sixties stuff is like, oh, that's cool. Anyway, um, yeah, but it's still all the old Bond movies are super rapey and inappropriate. Uh, uh, back As to uh, were the times exactly. Boy, oh boy, yes. this is two thousand seven. Um, so. Yeah, <laughs> as are the times. But can't hardly As wait. Have been the point is, the- is that this guy talks to this. Or rather, like, she, like he just writes everything down in a letter, mm-hmm. and finally decides to confess his feelings and feels like feelings to her, and feels like he's never going to have a shot. And as she's walking away from this party, he just leans over the balcony and says, "I love you." But then, right before she broke up with her four-year-long boyfriend, and everybody was like basically throwing their D's at her and like trying to hit on her, and she's fed up with it. So when she turns around and this guy says, "I love you," she goes off on him, and then he's he's crushed. So then decides to like, I'm going to take the train to college tonight, and just leaves. But then she finds the letter, which is the dumbest fucking thing. She finds the letter, reads it, and she's like so moved that she figures out who wrote it. And she finds the picture in the yearbook, realizes that she told that guy off and goes and meets him at the train station. And then the movie tells you they got married. Like or he got the next train eight hours later and they spent every, like he wrote letters to her every oh, week. Okay. And then they got married and had three kids and they're still married today. That is a very unhealthy thing to put into a young boy's head that's romanticized like so yeah. that fucked me up that's that's legit that's also very yeah. like 
self-aware to analyze how much that fucked you up mm-hmm. in some ways. Because like mm-hmm. that's was all movies though. It's like a lot of oh, movies. I just yeah, had to hold a boombox over my head, right. or yep. like it's like no, leave her alone. And for me, the sort of like that would be nice. the, yeah. the awkward, you know, Sorry. funny nerdy guy. Every movie dating back to Revenge of the Nerds and even further, it has that message for boys at least of like, oh, you'll get the girl. You know, just you, wait until you're in college. But uh, even people she, say that she just has to like, get you know, to know you, and then you're entitled to a relationship with her. Well, it's the entitlement thing, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like in Revenge mm-hmm. of the Nerds, like if you rewatch that, it's flat out rape. He just rapes mm-hmm. her in a bounce house, and you're like, yep. but he good raped her. His D is so good, so now she loves him. <laughs> like you rewatch that uh, movie, and you're like, Jesus Christ, this is upsetting. It doesn't matter what a guy looks like. It doesn't matter what he says or does. No. As long as he's good on the inside, right. that's what's so and good up with and the D. A nice guy. A and nice guy even, with a good D. Even Guys, my favorite. Don't that part. My, with a good D. Yeah, this, exactly. This movie kind of leans into that too. It's like they're nice guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. Like so and, and what? And so it means you get nothing. And I wish that they unpack this a little bit more because on the one hand, it's a it's a stereotype. It's a cliche that Jonah Hill <laughs> looks the way he does. You know, like cute guy, good looking guy, but he's Jonah Hill. He's not the most. Fit, they don't, you know, yeah, but I like schlubby. that they don't make schlubby. any jokes about that though. No, in the whole but then, movie, but then the cliche thing is like Emma Stone is again, she's like a knockout, she looks great. That we were questioning her social standing, we were like, why? And I think during the movie, there was a line we may have missed where they do talk about how, like, he has known Jules for a long time. Oh, yeah, been yeah. in school, so she, like, she knows him. So when he goes up and talks to her for their little project at home ec, it's not like. I'm talking to her for the first time. It's like, oh, hey, Jules, what's up? So it's right. like it's implied that like she knows who he is and maybe knows he has a sense of humor and vice versa, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. But like, there, like I wish that at the end when Jonah Hill admits, like, look at me, look at what I look like. Uh, you would never go out with me. That she's kind of like, she's like, you didn't blow it, man. Like I, I wish it kind a of little bit of something, bit yeah, more of like it's not. That's not. It doesn't matter what you look like. It's how you carry yourself and other things in. Especially when you're young, that like could lead to, I don't know. So that's another thing that kind of does. Like she's kind of like you're drunk, right? Yeah. I do like all of her stuff. Like it's like I don't want to do this. You're mm-hmm. drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're it's drunk. Like, I'm not. This is not appealing. I don't yeah. want it that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's Michael all Sarah. Legit. Michael Sarah does the same thing. And Michael Sarah is having a woman throw herself at him, who's drunk, and she, you could tell she's freaking out about and putting pressure on herself because she was like, "I want you to be my first and it's all this. And, it, and then it like I'm getting flashbacks of like, "Oh my god, I remember." That pressure, that is insane. It's crazy. But he, Michael Sarah, Because they're all is, standing in that gazebo and everybody's just whispering while she's yep. like, I want to take you upstairs. Yep. And everybody's just like, yeah. <laughs> That's so There's all awkward. that pressure even just of your <laughs> friends. It's like knowing that you're going Jesus, high school's the worst. It. Yeah. It is. A- at one point in high school, I may have been a junior- I was like, well, not going to happen for me. I'm like, I had not had a girlfriend up to that point. I was like, I'm not going to have a girlfriend in high school. And I was already like, to college. Like, I was already focused. I'm like, well, it'll, you know, it'll be then. And then then I ended up uh, going out with and having my first high school girlfriend. And she's, she was lovely and everything was, and it was like a, it was like an ideal situation where it wasn't like putting that kind of pressure and being awkward. It was like, oh, I, but I really do like her. And then, Mm -hmm. so then everything was okay. But it's still like, there's so much pressure man but i like how the michael sarah the male character is the one that's like hey you're drunk 
you know, yeah. just like Austin Powers. It's not right. But baby. there's still like yeah. the throwaway yeah. line. It's like, isn't that unethical? And then she's like, <laughs> yeah. not if you're drunk too. Uh, but then all. he, st- the fact that we all like cringed. Yep. We all cringe because it's like, ooh, but I think we cringe because it's like, yup. Too real. Like, yeah, exactly. Real. That's how, that's mm-hmm. a College rule. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay as mm-hmm. long as you're both drunk. If he was totally sober, he's a creep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What a piece of shit. But uh, at least everybody's yeah. intoxicated. And it feels like the past 10, 15 years, at least since I've left college, is the college that people have had this discussion of like, no, actually, that's not okay. Like, yeah. talking mm-hmm. about the unspoken social rules of, of hooking up in college and, you know, that it's like, no, that we shouldn't keep letting people think that that's, that those are the rules because mm-hmm. they're not. So, um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, can't hardly wait, man. That fucked me up. Did you, <laughs> did you think of one? I think probably, once you started talking about can't hardly wait, it made me think, uh, Pretty in Pink. Because it's a similar thing where it's like, oh, you just have to be noticed by this perfect person. And it's like her entire valuation in that movie mm-hmm. is coming through. Same with 16 Candles. A guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, not Pretty in Pink. I'm thinking of 16 Candles. Oh, okay. I'm actually, I misspoke <laughs> that. Like 16 Candles with Jake Ryan. Yeah. Like, and all, yeah. Of, you know, like at the end, the only person who values her is because she's like pretty enough and he noticed mm-hmm. her and mm-hmm. that's where yeah that movie from. should not have ended the way it ended yeah it ended poorly and it's also just like the same thing where mm. it sets up romance in this really weird artificial artificial way yep i mean that's not how life works and it also mm-hmm. i feel like just the way that romance has been packaged to all of us since the 80s Forever. Mm-hmm. but like rom-coms where it's like this isn't even positive. This yeah. isn't in real life. This is creepy and stalkery and not healthy. And yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, did you I, have anything less? It feels like a failure. I'm thinking of two examples. One is the movie kick-ass speaking of kick-ass mm-hmm. in the film and in the comic book that it's based off of the character who's in high school is a guy named Dwayne something, I think. And Dwayne who's played by, um, What's his Aaron name? Johnson. Aaron Johnson. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Okay, uh, there you go. Miss Middle. Is Miss is is like the girl character that he has a crush on, who in the movie is played by actress Lindsay Fonseca. She thinks that he's gay, and then is like, "Oh, you'll be like my best friend. Like I can confide in oh, you." Oh yeah. And he goes along with it. He lies to her, even though he has a crush on her. Now, both right. in the comic book and in the film, at one point he tells her the truth, and in the comic book she flips the fuck out understandably kicks him out of what you know and just like totally banishes him and then like it's like is awful to him sends him mean things like it's like the worst ever reaction they didn't do that in the movie in the movie it's that cliche thing where she gets upset and then she's like well wait and you're like god damn it yeah right it's that idea of like that's so artificial based on a lie to think this guy is one way and he's such a dumb thing to change because because she like Like if you're gonna change it don't put it in the movie but they did it because they knew that the that the realistic thing would be like really fucked up and heartbreaking and like a Hollywood superhero movie right. that people are going to go see, you know. So they they they, they chickened out. But that's already what that it's supposed to be anyway. I know, I know. Well, I they should have committed all the way. Yeah, well, and also not every movie needs a love interest. Like that exactly. does not have to be the focal point of every single yeah. story. Like I ha- I've done yeah. all kinds of things in the, like last week that have literally <laughs> nothing to do with my love interest. Name Wait, what? eight. I know. Uh, I made an. <laughs> excellent risotto mm. <laughs> i took care of my cat who wasn't well i could keep going but like <laughs> none of these have to do with with my my boyfriend like it's okay yep. like there are other facets of my life currently and previously but also like like writing for teenagers like yeah. i you are almost obligated to include a love interest really? in all of them mm-hmm. well it's I'm, finally starting to change a little mm-hmm. but like 
barely. And even Dang. if you put it in there and like the point is that it doesn't end up perfectly, it is still supposed to be a focal point in like it makes it wow. so much easier to sell a book. And it's like I remember high school, yes, thinking about crushes was a part of it. It yeah. was like my friendships were probably yeah. like 80, 20 on that yep. stuff. Like I was much more concerned about Same. where I fit in the social things, how were things were working with my friends, whether I'd done the wrong thing with those people I cared mm-hmm. about. Yeah. And then just like having a, having a good time with that group of friends. That yeah. was a lot of my high school experience too. That's crazy. The other example I could think of is my favorite character in all of fiction who is Spider-Man. <laughs> and he's another character that like has so much positive attributes attached to him. But another thing that, again, I realized years later that did kind of fuck me up. He has a similar story where like he's a nerd in high school. But once he gets bitten by the spider and gets superpowers and then gets to come out of his shell a little bit more. The some the, they became more of a focus in his stories of like he gets noticed by girls he's going on dates he gets to college he started dating both Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane Watson at the same time these gorgeous women and he was always a good looking guy it's like when and, you were talking about in the Superman Returns episode yeah. the Lois Lane portrayal the way you perceived Lois Lane versus yes. the way women perceive Lois Lane yes which I think is fascinating and so for me. I explain that real quick for Billy. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll explain yeah. that real quick. <laughs> Basically, I'm wearing a Superman shirt. Superman. Yeah, the guys, Hector's wearing a Superman well, shirt. Well, it's so common in anything that is geared towards I'm dudes. Wearing a green shirt. Young right. dudes. Superbad is geared towards young dudes. Superhero things, things that I love, so I've loved since I was a kid, are geared towards. They were geared towards me. Young dudes, mostly young white dudes, but young dudes. And one of the parts parts of Superman is like the reason I love Superman and Lois Lane. It's very romantic to me. And we were talking with our uh, female friend. I was talking to Amy Vorpal, and she was a guest. She watched Ben Hur with us. Uh-huh. Amy said that she hates Lois Lane because to her it's like a Twilight story. Because Lois Lane falls in love with Superman, who's this perfect guy. Yep. And in my brain, I'm like, I don't see that at all. But that's totally valid and fair. Oh yeah, because I've that's what Lois it is. Like the least fleshed out oh, woman in. See, that's such a bummer. See, I hate the Superman comics. Oh. But a because he seems infallible, and B because she just seems like a. <laughs> filter for him or something like there's nothing i don't blame you and that's such a bummer to me because maybe a lot of it is my own headcanon but i also have read a lot of stories where like they have that's traditionally been the case since he was a character created in 1938 but as the character has evolved and people keep trying to make it more complicated and then they they make the character clark rather than superman they change it to be like okay clark kent when he's in metropolis is fake he's this bumbling nerd but the real guy isn't superman it's the guy from this small town of Smallville. He's the hometown of Smallville. Right. Eventually, Lois falls for him because she kind of knows Superman is this unattainable fiction, whatever. And I also like the versions of the story where she figures out who he is because glasses, because just you know, immediately, right. that's like, another she's an investigative reporter. hurdle to get Seriously. over. That like, if you're supposed to like Lois Lane, it's like, okay, well then, can you please tell us that she knows who the guy is? Otherwise, right. yeah. it's going to be hard to she's connect. Supposed to be the smartest woman, so, so she's going to know. Uh, she is the only guy a takes woman. Off glasses. Oh, that's a, yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> Sorry, I Keller. I looked at you and I said, God damn it. They <laughs> uh, do look exactly the same. Interchangeable. That's true. Interchangeable. Yep. Totally um, interchangeable. But like to me, in my brain, because I've seen that story and versions of the story from the dude perspective. She was always treated as like the most sort of unattainable, beautiful, smart, capable, independent woman character that kind of shy, nerdy Clark Kent because he has a secret because he's awkward could never sort of get with. And then there is that element of wish fulfillment where it's like, but only if she knew I were Superman on the inside, right. you know, and then later that turned into, well, I have to keep her distant because if she, you know, she knows is going to she could be in danger, or whatever. And eventually, from them working together as Clark Kent and Lois Lane, that they 
you know, grow feelings for one another. And then he tells her and then it's, and then they eventually get married and have a kid. And like, so I like their like adult relationship. I think Spider-Man courtship. does that dynamic the best still and you, though. And I gave you all those comics J. to Michael read. Straczynski ones. That's why I love Spider-Man is that he used to be that character, this nerdy boy who the comic books promised nerdy boy readers, Hey, you're a nerd right now, but eventually Spider-Man falls in love with and marries a supermodel. That's yep. who Mary Jane Watson is, right? That's kind of fucked up. That's, yeah. yeah, that's 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 tricky to kind of deal with. It like you're given this promise, but the difference is, is that Peter was always he's supposed to have been always charismatic, funny, interesting, kind, compassionate. It's just that he was so shy. He lost his birth parents. He's raised by his elderly aunt and uncle. The spider bite doesn't give him doesn't make him more handsome or charismatic. He was that. Right. It just is supposed to give him the you know the thing that Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah have at the end of this movie, where it's like, well, let me just go talk to her. Yeah. Right? You know, so yeah, that he's to actually confidence. Well, that's even like what Michael Sarah's plan is the entire time. Yeah. It's like, I'm not even going to fucking bother. Jonah I'm just Hill's gonna... insecurity is like, that's not, that can't be the plan. You have to get There's a There's no job. way that would possibly work. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Anyway, I like Spider-Man, but I like when him and, him and Mary Jane are married. Yeah. When they're adults and they're married because then she is, she is written as a fully fleshed character and you're like, oh shit, this is great. Where she's just not taking Spider-Man shit anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah, she's she's put up. With it's great. Yeah. yeah, but then like she does love him, and like you know, it's uh, yeah, I, I do love that stuff. Hey guys, it's great. Spider Man's cool. <laughs> it's just like literary fiction, just like a bad marriage. And <laughs> that is what those comic books are. Yeah, <laughs> really tough. Yeah. I, I could dive back into that probably. But yeah, but you root for him. That run yeah. you would enjoy. But I think the time. I think the superhero who would have the most fucked up marriage would be Batman because he just he he's so committed to. I don't think he you know, could have I don't a know. Yeah. working relationship no. full mm-hmm. stop. Mm-hmm. He could have like a really passionate <laughs> sexual fling. Uh, <laughs> it would actually probably be awesome. Yeah. Like of all of, like if you want to like fuck Mary Kill <laughs> with, all, with like the canon. You fuck Batman. Superhero. Yeah, fuck, fuck Batman. Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck time. Batman. And it's only because of Robert Downey Jr. that we buy the Pepper Potts relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. That's Word. true. And and that's something that normally in the Iron Man world they were not like a long term relationship, but like at the yeah, end of that first movie, playboy, right? yeah, at the end of that first movie, it's like we see him be a playboy in that movie, but at the end of it, he's like, "What if you were my girlfriend?" And then they're just kind of boyfriend girlfriend the rest of the films, off and on, except for the movie where they couldn't afford Gwyneth Paltrow to come back and be in it, so they're like, "We split up," and then it just helped Tony Stark's character, like, "Oh, he's going through some shit." Yeah. So then in the next one, when you see her in Spider Man, everybody's actually happy to see her. It's I weird. was so happy to see her. Um, <laughs> Gloop. I really like that in the new Spider. Did you see the new Spider Man movie? Nope. Seen that one yet? It I told was, you I've seen nothing, guys. We went from Superbad to Spider Man a while. Well, because I liked how uh, how they treated high school kids in that. That's another they were good. Also, yeah. well written, well rounded, and they're in high school. It's not Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. like college, you know, people, actors in their twenties. It's like these kids are like, and I like the way. And they then talk. Flash is still like Penis Parker, so it's mm-hmm. still like that kind of. Yeah, he gets shit on, jokes and you know, but but they're still there's a lot. They're, they're just like well rounded, you know. Mm-hmm. Some of the high school kids play Mary Fuck Kill with the superhero characters, with oh, like, yeah? because in that world the Avengers exist, so they're playing it with Captain America, Thor, Iron Man. Yeah. Oh yeah. So now we have that. to do that. The, yeah. Okay, the, the real quick, answer. let's do it. Captain America. Okay, well, we'll let you do it first. Oh. Everybody's gonna get their answers. Okay. Okay, who are so they you again? Go first, or do you want to go second or third? You say who pick. they are. Yeah, say Captain when you want to go. Captain America, Iron Man, Thor. I, I can go. F- I don't care. I'll go first. I'm the, I'm go. the only lady. I'm like, I have a different perspective. Okay. <laughs> um, Mary Thor. Dang, okay. did not see that coming. After Ragnarok, yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. Mary Thor. Yeah. He's such a wise man at the end of that one. <laughs> Kill Captain America. 
Whoa. That yeah. breaks my heart. Fuck Tony Stark. That's that a, that's heart. good. Like, you don't want... Captain America is He's such boring. a fucking goody-goody, boring... Jilly, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I can't, I can't uh, get behind even... And he's like... A, have you like seen the ultimate those bro. movies? He, yeah. Well, I've seen a couple of them. I haven't seen them all. I haven't okay. seen all the Avengers, like, world movies. I've okay. seen off and on some of them also like if we're looking at like real benefits here okay i want to marry the literal god it's <laughs> a good point like the god long-term of thunder investment i would get a god mm-hmm. as my husband that seems like mm-hmm. a it seems like a good payoff yeah like, but would Tony, you be would you be happy oh my would god. i be happy in any of these scenarios yeah, no steve like rogers yeah. only, no i wouldn't steve he rogers would, would take so care bland of you. <laughs> i would be drunk on like marriage week two no for the rest of my marriage and then I would like take oh. pills like it's be so boring <laughs> take okay I'm, that's I'm, probably oh wow I don't know he's got that Steve Rogers he still has that girl he probably still has that 40s it. mentality we haven't seen Steve Rogers in a relationship yet true in these movies so I still feel like he probably has that 40s mentality it's mm-hmm. like I'm gonna be off saving the world so uh <laughs> make sure all I, the kids are okay I, I'm gonna be honest with you I my, like that Captain America talks like this my answer yeah, yeah that's uh, it's that's, an accurate representation it's apt nailed it like <laughs> in the room. <laughs> uh, I'm Steve Rogers. <laughs> Can you imagine if like Steve, like the story was exactly the same. Steve Rogers is still a skinny kid in Brooklyn who tries out f- to join the army in that first movie. But the difference is he was not born in Brooklyn, but he's born in like Nebraska and moved to Brooklyn. So he has that accent. That would be yeah. hilarious. That'd be great. Do you that think they would, would still be. want him to be Captain America? That they Gosh, we have him? to do this. We have to fight Ultron. <laughs> I feel like he's like, even more Captain America that way. <laughs> that is, yeah. Stanley Tucci would still pick him to be like, he's a good man. We have to give him the formula. No. I don't want them top pants. Give me them Wranglers. Yeah. They're still pretty tight, but they feel better. Well, I don't know, Agent feel Coulson. Feel honest. If, exactly. I'm the, if I'm the man for the job, I don't know if that's me. If I can lead Hulk, smash. <laughs> she it. Mr. Stark. Uh, I'm going to be real. I did not think of the benefits of Thor. I'll go fight me. I mean, like, when I'm looking him. at marriage, it's like, until this is a long-term him. commitment. And Thor lives forever, so you're at least married to him until you die. And then, a metal and eye then, patch. And then he would, like, Erwin, Arwen, he could just, you know, be with somebody else after, but that's fine. But, like, the benefits are he could take you to Asgard. He, he could take could. you to space. And I feel as though, that, though? like, the Norse mythology, mm. women get pretty fair shake as far as mythologies go like there yeah. are some female okay, classes yeah. who are doing pretty all right and real talk if you if they rebuild asgard you could uh eat from, from the golden apples of like idun and then gain immortality just I like an asgardian you're right I oh, you have to eat the- <laughs> at the very least my kids are gonna have like an awesome life path yeah damn it you know my uh, my answer used to be it's okay to you're kill I- Thor, <gasps> but you want to kill Thor? But then I think they cast Chris, Chris you gotta Hemsworth. you got to think about that hammer. <laughs> they cast Chris Hemsworth. That's got a lot of my, <laughs> my answer is now, uh, fuck Thor. Fucking Thor. why wouldn't you? Because he's a god Definitely an experience of thunder. to have. Mm, mm-hmm. Exactly. First of all, oh yeah. First of all. Don't think he's a giver though, in bed. Don't think he's a giver. I think he's learned More a lot in the light of this movie. He's learned. He's learned a lot because he's, he's learned he's, a lot. He's been yeah, alive. do you want arrogant first movie Thor? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, this I want current him, Thor after he's broken up with Natty Ports, and that's like yeah. over. Yeah, we gotta have current. Okay, current yeah. Thor. Even then with the better. short hair, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, I'm down. But he's been alive for thousands. He does of years. that at that ponytail to begin of Ragnarok, though. He's learned some stuff. That's true, and he could definitely hold out. He's a god. He's a god. He's a god. So you'd want to fuck that. He knows what he's doing. I'm going. But then again, you're married to him, and just. 
That's some long-term fucking. <laughs> but that's why I'm going fucking Thor, not marrying him. Because he's, he's going to go do his Asgardian stuff. And so I feel like I can't hang as a human. That would have kind of like overwhelmed me a little bit. Mm. If he's like, Hector, come with me. We're going to go do that. I'd be like, I can't. Yeah, like, I'm not like that anymore, though. Yeah. Yes. Right. But like, hey, I have, bro, we're going to go have, on a spaceship. I would be that's like. That's what it would be now. Yeah, but I might fucking. You want to go? Out. You'd be yeah, all about going along with him. But I could still go if I am killing Iron Man. He's had a good run. And marrying Captain America. Because I'm, no, I'm fine being, I'm fine being the, America. I'm fine being the stay-at-home dude. The That's difference is, is doing, that though. when the Avengers have like a party, you're like, the one, like you're dinner, the one with the I'm apron there. walking out and be like, yeah. guys. See, if you actually had to be barefoot and pregnant, I feel as though you would like interpret this differently too. Like, pregnancy is gonna suck. I'm very much not looking forward to that experience. Yeah, but like doing it barefoot, yeah. like no arch support. Ooh. Oh, I never thought about that. Exactly. No arch support at all. I wouldn't. But with Captain I've got my America, pregnancy Crocs ready to go. I'd be happy. He's Seriously. taking care of me. Reinforced. He's, <laughs> he's introducing me to all the rest of the Avengers and aliens, and maybe every once in a while I get to go into space if Cap gets to go. But so wait, like you're marrying him so that you can find a better. Avenger to eventually like have as a second. No, husband. Jilly, I'm marrying him <laughs> because Captain America is the greatest guy. Oh my god, he's the he has the best part. He and just... he's gonna die in the <laughs> Avengers movie. Keller, what's your answer? Uh, after Ragnarok, marrying Thor. Ragnarok. Damn. Damn. I'm gonna marry Thor. Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably kill Captain America and fuck Cap. Yeah, fuck. Oh, I'll kill, kill Cap. Captain America. <gasps> I'm not fucking Cap. You're gonna fuck Tony Stark. I feel bad fucking Cap. Tony Stark, <laughs> would be the best. He would be the best. Just fuck him, right? Don't you think? If if out of all the options, yeah. But because just as I a love out of Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man, I feel as though he would be the here's best. Here's the thing. One let, time, let me. We, throw, you all, no. Here's the deal. Let me throw some stats at you. you. We got Captain America with the super serum. Iron Man don't got shit without that suit, and that suit don't have a dick. No. <laughs> <laughs> This is fair. Tony Stark, the man, has done. He's he's plowed his fair share of fields. Okay, but Tony Stark, the man, with his privilege and status, how hard is he working? Do you know what I mean? Do you think think not at all? But he might bring some very interesting things into the situation. Uh, That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. It could, at the very least, it would be revelatory, and you'd probably get like a swag bag at the end. And you're oh, just gonna yeah. you're getting something real you're boring for, from you're see, getting something you're real boring from Cap. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna get like a like a uh, a bag lunch. Like he made you a sandwich. Well, I'm talking yes. about the other stuff before that. Your swag <laughs> bag with Captain America is gonna be a it's gonna, it's gonna be, be a brown bag lunch. Sandwich. It's gonna be a brown bag lunch. I'm fine with it. Here's the thing about Cap. Let me throw this your way. All right. One of his superpowers is that he is a Dick push-ups. physically That's perfect point. specimen. His super his formula is supposed to grant him as physically perfect as a human male body can get. Also. So he's that, got the uh, Infinity War beard. Is that a deal breaker? Yeah, beard or no beard? Uh, beard. Okay. Yes, beard. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing: that type mm-hmm. is not my type. Okay, fair enough. So, All like, right, also, enough. like, I look at that. I'm like, we're trying to sell cap. Physically perfect specimen. I'm like, ooh, go to the gym more. Or just, like, why don't you want to marry Captain America? <laughs> yeah. like, if he ate true. some more cheese sandwiches, I might like him better. That's a good oh, point. If you were that's all he eats is cheese mm. sandwiches. True. They're just like bread. And, it's like Wonder Bread and one slice. Exactly. It, is, it is intimidating to mm, be like, man, damn, look at your abs, dude. He runs like a like a three minute mile. That's insane. That's I'm like, gonna. That's not even healthy. I'm gonna it's curl not. a helicopter. Yeah. Just oh, I'm holding onto a helicopter. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Why not? Yeah, chill out. Just because you can. Would last two seconds. Like Edmund Hillary. Not hang. It's because it was there. I want to do this though with Thor and I are married. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you'll be very happy. Yeah, you and then he'll introduce you to Korg, voiced by Taika Waititi. That's all I really am trying to get to. (laughs) You're triangulating this. Mm. 
Let's Julie, bring the Hulk into it. How do you guys feel? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, that's a tough one. I'm going to stick with my original thing <laughs> yeah. and have a second kill option. Because I love... Kill... I love... Uh, Just for bragging rights. <laughs> I love Mark Ruffalo's... Oh, you can't kill the Hulk. I don't no, fuck, Mary, physically. kill. Kill the Hulk just for bragging I feel as rights. though, like, for his own sake, maybe he wants me to. Oh, he, he if he could have killed himself, he would have. Right. Yeah. So oh, like, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's a kindness. That's why magic. the Hulk is yeah. such an interesting character. Because <laughs> <laughs> he would kill himself, but he can't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner, but, like, he's not even, he cannot even have sex. Otherwise, if his heart rate gets too high, he'll turn into the Hulk and then. He'll literally rip you in half. He'll literally rip you in half. Yeah. 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 He's always angry. Right up the. He only has hate sex. Yeah, exactly. Yikes. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> man, I mean, if we, if we throw some, like, you know, Star-Lord, some Black Panther, some Killmonger, some Loki, there's a bunch of different characters you can yeah. throw in there, and it's... Then it's too hard. Then and then it's, it's just hard. like uh, yeah. Heimdall. Yeah, it's like, yeah, <laughs> Idris, Idris Elba. Elba into it and then yeah, call dude. it a day. I mean, then that's not even a competition. Exactly. My mom would pick the villain from the second Captain America movie played by Robert Redford, is who my mom would pick. <laughs> <laughs> he is like the classic sexy man option. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He and is. Like, yeah, don't forget, you've got like, you got a ton of options. Like, Kate Blanchett was in those movies. You got Jeff Bridges. He's Paul catch. Rudd. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is a cutie. Uh, yeah. yeah, as Ant Man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that does yeah. not bode well for the fuck. But hey, doesn't more, bode well for does the it fuck. Bode that is very well. Think about it. He can get into small places. I like, <laughs> that sentence was I'm so good. I'm just saying. He can get into a tiny crevasse. Doesn't bode well right. for fucking, the fuck. Fucking Ant Man would be bode well for the fuck. Exactly. Fucking it's also Ant-Man giant man. <laughs> yeah, he could go giant man. Go sixty feet tall. Yeah, that's true. Jeez, I don't mm. know, guys. Paul Rudd in real life, obviously. Sure, and then he'd be funny and doing this shit. But he'd be exactly. married. He'd be married. Yeah, but Ant Man isn't married. Forever. Ant Man isn't married. Exactly. Not We're yet. talking. He's not with the wasp yet. Not yet. But then again, I'm not trying to get in between that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you got Evangeline Lily on your back. <laughs> uh, get out of here, Evangeline Lily. Uh, no, it's all right. Um, Kate, Jilly, <laughs> any final thoughts on? Super bad. And again, thank you so much for coming and watching oh, this yes. movie with us, yeah. hanging out so much. And making popcorn. Yeah. Oh my God. She brought dance. a whirly pop. I did. What well, because like, didn't this know is what it was. a movie that you need real popcorn for. Mm-hmm. So I had, I had the ability. <laughs> the ability to I do appreciate that. its that ability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah well, you're welcome. Thank you um, so much. Last thoughts on this movie. I think that I wish that movies like this would give the same consideration to female characters mm-hmm. than they do to men. Absolutely. That is my takeaway Absolutely. From this movie. And you were describing earlier too, you were like, you said something about bad moms. Yeah. That like it's like, we're like things are getting better, but it's not there yet. Right. Like the only, the only counterparts you have are adult women, first mm-hmm. of all, because you can't screw up as a girl this age. Um, and <laughs> exactly. The, and it's always, it's things like bad moms or like drunk moms, Christmas or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. those movies are that come out. And it's like, they regularly. just need to let loose because yeah. of all of their children. Bridesmaids. Right. Yeah. But at the end, like the, the real message is that they still do want to just be moms. And it's yeah. like, okay, that's better than you can't get wasted as a woman. Mm-hmm. But like, not quite there yet. Yep. And even bridesmaids, yep. I get bummed out. Like, you know what? That, that whole, pooping scene in Bridesmaids. It's great. It's really great. It's really funny. It's the part that feels least like it was from a woman. <laughs> just going to throw that out Fair there. Enough. That feels the most like Judd Apatow's like, but I have a say too. Like, <laughs> come on. Fair enough. Fair so. enough. Yeah. Oh, that is great. But no, I do like that movie. And Sitting in the street know. was very funny. That was, was very funny. Dress. And Maya Rudolph is she's, so perfect she's at everything. Great. Yeah, they're going to sell anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her like face at that moment. Just was... like the defeat in her face yes. as she shits in the street. <laughs> I mean... 
it is a defeating moment if you do mm-hmm. have to shit your pants. So. In the street in a wedding dress. I mean, really, anywhere, I would imagine. Uh. I, I think anywhere you shit your pants is a moment of defeat. Personally, I don't. If that's not true for if you, you're not well, sitting on we a have toilet. Very different. Um, if you're in your pants on the toilet, that's a different. That's true. Um, well, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Keller, oh no. Keller. So in this equation, I do like not if I had marry someone, Keller. If I had someone here who's going to come and change my pants for me, I'll shit my pants. <laughs> and not feel like a defeat. That's a victory. If someone has to change my oh, shitty that's pants. Disgusting. That's wow, you have a really weird relationship to power. I do. I don't know about you guys, but I think poop is way grosser than period blood oh my god me too i agree <laughs> which yeah that was a so moment where he's like i'm gonna throw up because there's period blood yeah. on my pants uh, high school boys yourself. come on yeah i'm glad that i grew up with a younger sister so like i was exposed to that pretty early on of like brothers. oh this is normal and uh i should get used to this shit because this is what it's like to live near human women this is hap- this happens <laughs> it's, it's part of it i had five brothers and a baptist pastor for a father <laughs> <laughs> So lots of periods. You guys oh my god! Yeah, exactly. Cycle? We'd have. A, yeah, we were yeah. all synced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jilly, where can people find you online? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jilly Gagnon. Uh, Instagram, same thing. Or you can just Google my name. I guess it's JillyGagnon.com. It's my website. Is there anything specifically you'd like people to go check out, put their eyeballs on, order maybe? Pre-order? Yeah, I would. I mean, it's a really great time to be pre-ordering <laughs> "Choose Your Own Misery" dating. Do um, it. Speaking of, oh my yeah, god! Speaking of like weird relationships to like sex and love, um, this book is full of those. This uh, movie helps you make the wrong decisions in that book. <laughs> I mean, well, and, and much like this movie, the book starts from the like perspective that you can only be a bad person. So <laughs> the decisions that you make if you're a terrible human being. Uh, so yeah, that's coming up May 29th. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. That's great. great. Keller, what are we watching next week and who's going to be our guest and where can people watch it? Next week, we will be watching Breakfast at Tiffany's. Never seen it. I Neither have so I. so curious about this movie. Chelsea Pine. Great. The designer of our logo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our logo. Our. 500 greatest films podcast, our logo. Where can people see it? They can see it on, I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix In the and US, Amazon Prime. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Only Americans can watch it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. But you all have different Netflixes than us. I mean, you can watch... I don't know like, what it's like. Avatar The Last Airbender, probably. other and places. Star Trek Discovery and a bunch of weird things. Keep going. So I think that's all I know oh, okay. international. Damn. Sorry. Woo. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week. Thanks again to our guest, Julie Gagnon. Go get all of her stuff. Pre-order her book. And uh, we'll see you guys next week talking about Breakfast at Tiffany. See you later. Stay out of trouble. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Oh, wait. No, no, no. We can't leave yet. Oh, my God. How's Taquito? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Bad news, y'all. Bad Jilly just news. screamed taquito. <laughs> Hope y'all didn't turn this off. There's people now that are like, it's their first post-credit scene. The real fans exactly. stuck we around. We just went through the credits. The real fans stuck around. There was or a they, moment of silence. There was. So some people clicked it, but other people were like, wait, there's going to be... And like, now everybody's just yelling, how the fuck is taquito? <laughs> okay. So here's what happened. With Taquito. Oh, my God. Our former roommate, Marina Mastros, who, like Keller said earlier, watched Jailhouse Rock with us and talked all things Elvis a couple months ago, weeks ago. Featured in a Nike commercial recently. She was the star of a Nike commercial directed by Edgar Wright. Just just Choose Go. It's awesome. Choose Go. Hashtag Choose Go. Go look at it. Go look at Uh, it. Marina had this pet, Taquito, who I think 
the gender was undetermined, but then I, I texted her, hey, she how's She also tequila? had a pet snake. She had a pet tequila yeah. and a pet snake. <laughs> <laughs> Neither said, of them was the gender determined. No. <laughs> hey, how's Taquito? Almost immediately, she texted me back and she goes, LOL, I gave her to the Humane Society. What? And then she's followed up with, because I thought I was going to be in Amsterdam. Oh, she had yeah. an opportunity to leave the country for a year and decided not to do it after she had kind of got all of her affairs in order. You know, she's like, you know what? I okay. want to stay here. I want to be with my family. Like she's going to miss being with her mom and dad for a year and everybody. So she stayed here. Uh, so then I was like, gasp. Oh no. Well, I'm sure she's happy. And then Marina said, yep. He, he. So that is the end of the, Oh, for a second, other, she was like, yep, he, and I thought we were going to get an answer <laughs> finally, we but well, no. no, she said, I gave her to the humane society, oh, but okay. I think Marina just referred to Taquito as her mm-hmm. because I remember her saying like, it costs money to like, Find out, out. The, figure out the gender of your snake. So she's like, I don't fucking know. Oh, dude, give me a snake. I'll yeah. tell you right now. <laughs> <laughs> just look up and <laughs> lift you the skirt. up the back end. <laughs> I would never know how to determine the gender. But in any case, Taquito was uh, given to the Humane Society. So I'm sure that they are happy. Yeah, I hope they're doing well. And Marina agreed. And for those of you that are sticking around to figure out what happened at Taquito, thank you so much. Oh, my God, thanks. <laughs> Um, Next week. Taquito. Taquito. Great name for a snake. <laughs> thanks again, Julie Gagnon, for yes, sticking thank around. thank you. Hey, thanks, guys. And for being so excited about Taquito. Yeah, really was. We really. were all so invested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we'll see you next week with Breakfast at Tiffany's on Netflix. Bye. Okay, bye. Actually, for real this time, bye, guys. Okay, <laughs> shut up. Bye.